Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Mutanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhaktakaya Ikadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Vejagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarvavidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Om Swarupa Swasvabhava Namo Namaha. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self, your own essence, your own beingness, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. A great and holy day. Happy Easter. We gather together on a great and holy morning, the pivotal day for Christianity, the day that made it clear Jesus was no ordinary man. On this day, we honor him for his life, his death, his resurrection as well as the 2,000 plus years of his influence on humankind. While his teachings and legacy are strongest in the West, for those in the East, he joins the assemblage of other great and holy beings like Buddha and Shankaracharya, as well as countless other great yogis and gurus. Many of Jesus' teachings echo the ancient sages of India, Jesus said the greatest commandment was, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind 
and with all your strength, Matthew 22, 37. And then he went on in Matthew 22, 39 and said, and the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Yoga says, Parasparo Deva Bhava, see God in each other. Parasparo Deva Bhava, see God in each other. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you, Luke 17, 21. Yoga says, Ayamatma Brahman, my own self is primordial beingness, the self of all. Ayamatma Brahman, my own self is primordial beingness, the self of all. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. John 8:58. In yoga, Krishna says, material existence is manifested by my energy. It is all within me, but I am beyond all. Bhagavad Gita 7:12. Material existence is manifested by my energy. It is all within me, but I am beyond all. Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and money, Matthew 6.24. In yoga, Patanjali says, one who sees the distinction between mind and self becomes the knower of the self, Yoga Sutra 4.25. And if you don't see the distinction between mind and self, you remain caught up in your mind, thus caught up in the world. The one who sees the distinction between mind and self becomes the knower of the self. Jesus' ministry began only after his initiation, when he was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, as told in Matthew 3, 13 through 17. In yoga, initiation is essential. Shemaraja describes this in his commentary on Sutra 12, of the Pratyabhinya Hridayam. The flashing forth of your own divine nature happens through Shaktipat. The flashing forth of your own divine nature happens through Shaktipat. Pratyabhinya Hridayam, Sutra 12. John 14.5 quotes Jesus when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. While his statement is reminiscent of Krishna's in the Bhagavad Gita, which I've already quoted, there's more going on here. It is equivalent to verse 16 of the Advaya Taraka Upanishad. Guru Shabdashvandakara Syadrukshabhasta Nirodhakaha Andhakara Nirodhitpa Guru Ritya Bidhiyate. The sound gu means the not knowing of self. The sound ru means the dispeller of the not knowing. Only one who dispels the not knowingness is qualified to be called guru. In other words, one who is the way, the truth, and the life. 
They are no longer speaking from their personality or sense of individual personhood. For their words to be true, they are speaking from their divine nature, from their godness. Any such person who abides in their own godness is able to make the same statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Such a being is the way for others to travel, the path to the truth, the truth in form, and life, the source of life itself. They are not merely holding the door open for others, they are the open doorway, the space in which you step into your own self. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You probably even already know how this feels from the deepest level of your own beingness. That is what meditation is about. Such a person who can speak from that level is like this sage who uttered, I am Atma Brahman, my own self, as primordial beingness, the self of all. Such a person is the doorway through which others enter into their own godness. That is the task of the guru and has been yoga's specialty for tens of thousands of years. This is why yoga honors Jesus as a great guru. When Paramahansa Yogananda arrived in the USA and began teaching, he put a photo of Jesus on the altar along with his own guru. Then, in the 1930s, that was probably startling to people who thought of Jesus as the only great being ever, but Yogananda meant it as a compliment that Jesus was on par with Sri Yukteswar and Yukteswar's guru, Lahiri Mahasaya. It's like if I put a picture of Jesus up here with my guru's photo, Muktananda, and his guru photo, Nityananda. It's a radical statement in the West, saying that there are many such beings, many such great masters, that anyone can become the way, the truth, and the life. And even if you don't live in your own beingness yet, not all the time, when you speak from that reality within, you are a doorway. That's why Swarupa Yoga teachers love to teach. They become an agent of grace. This is what the guru does. My Baba always spoke very respectfully about Jesus, Christianity, and all religions. Baba was not religious, as he had given up worship of an external god at his own guru's command. Yet Baba honored all religions. He described it this way. There are different religions, such as Sufism, Christianity, Hinduism, and Judaism. There are rabbis, Muslim priests, ayatollahs, and popes. There are also different lineages that originated from gurus who were true and intelligent. The guru's position is lofty, noble, and worthy of respect. All religions and traditions are worthy of honor, respect, even appreciation, for they bring light into the world, each in their own way. All who serve in those traditions are worthy of great respect, for they serve that light and give themselves over to making a difference in the world. 
all the holy days are worthy of being celebrated for they are well holy days and how precious it is to have a day to honor god and all that you hold as holy how wonderful when you can join with others in this sacred endeavor this morning we join millions of others who are singing and praying to jesus expressing their love and gratitude and asking for his help divine intercession in their lives and that's the difference between religion and yoga religion is about getting divine blessings so as to improve your life yoga is about discovering your own divine essence yoga is pure mysticism yes yoga will improve your life but that's not the purpose the purpose of mysticism is to experience the mystery the hidden truth, that capital T truth that is hidden inside you, your own divinity. So when you pray, and I don't care to whom you pray, I will recommend you ask to know God. Ask to know your own divine essence. Ask to have the mystery of your own divinity revealed to you. That's the best prayer. Dear God, give me me. Then God sends you to the guru, one who wants to know and prays that fervent prayer soon finds themselves at the guru's feet. For the guru is the one that makes the intangible be tangible and visible in front of you and inside of you. The guru is a revealer one who opens the doorway to your own light, truth, and beingness. The Guru tradition is deep and strong, coming from thousands of years before Jesus. Krishna's guru was Sandipani. Lord Ram's guru was the sage Vasishta. The text, Yoga Vasishta, is a record of the sage's teaching to Ram when he was a young man. The great poet and saint Kabir had a guru, Ramananda of Varanasi. The founder of the Sikh tradition, Guru Nanak, was initiated by a tantric, as was Nyaneshwar and his guru, Nivritinath. Shankaracharya's guru was Govindapada, who himself was the disciple of Gaudapadacharya. The Buddha's guru was Alakara Kalama. Jesus' guru, according to yoga, was the one who gave him initiation, John the Baptist. In the verses describing the initiation, John said to Jesus that he was not worthy to baptize Jesus. Jesus said, do it anyway, I need it. Initiation is essential. All these great masters and many others, their power, their energy, their teachings, and their blessings are still actively functioning in the world. Yoga describes them as boats in which people can cross over the ocean of worldliness. The great sage Sankaracharya describes the ocean of worldliness. He says there are six waves that can drown you. Six waves sweep the ocean of worldliness, hunger, 
thirst, grief, delusion, decay, and death. They may sound familiar. From the Viveka Chudamana verse 256, six waves sweep the ocean of worldliness, hunger, thirst, grief, delusion, decay, and death. Instead of drowning in the constant churning of these waves, you climb into the boat, into the guru's boat, and are carried across. Baba describes the metaphor. The passage on those boats was guaranteed. Those who sailed on them had no fear because those great gurus always took a person to the final goal. What is the final goal? Do you want blessings? Great, my guru was known as the wish-fulfilling tree. I watched lines of people go up to him daily. Baba, Baba, my child is ill. My husband is ill. My sister is ill. Baba, Baba, I need a job. I want to get into a good school. I want a promotion. Baba, Baba, my family is torn apart and I want to bring them back together. I want, I need, I hurt. I care. Help me. Help me. Who are you going to go to for help? As Mother Teresa of Avila said, solo Dios basta. Only God suffices. But what she really meant, while it's true that God gives blessings, God and Guru give blessings like no one else can, what she really meant is that when you have all the worldly blessings you asked for, you will still not feel complete. You will still feel empty. Yet you'll know that nothing in the world can fill you up. What is it that you really want? Solo Dios basta. Only God can fill you up. Another great saint of India, a modern saint, was Sai Baba of Shirdi. He was known for his miracles, which continue in astounding ways. People flock to his temples because their prayers are answered. Watching the streams of people who came to ask Sai for help with their life, one of his disciples asked him a question, Sai, why do you give them the worldly blessings they seek? Sai Baba replied, I give them what they ask for. So they will come to ask for what I truly have to give. The reality is that few seek such a great blessing to seek God for God's sake, to know the self for the sake of knowing the self, to be that which you already are. This is a rare, an exalted endeavor, one that you need help with. Thus, such beings make themselves available. Nityananda was like that. He lived in remote regions and traveled around India on foot for 40 or 50 years, maybe more, finally settling in a jungle area outside of Mumbai. The first village he stopped in People thought he was insane. 
for his eyes burned with an uncanny light. They stoned him, so he left. Just a few miles away, he stopped at a small Shiva temple. The owner's wife fed him and had a lean-to built for him to sleep in. People began coming from Mumbai, bringing gifts that Nityananda could share with the poor in the region. And thus the town of Ganeshpuri grew around him. Now with his temple at the center, it is a holy pilgrimage center acknowledged by the national government of India. Why did so many come? Because Nityananda gave blessings. People came for food and housing. They came for medical care. They brought their children for Nityananda to feed. So he started a breakfast program that still feeds hundreds of children every morning, 60 or 70 years later. But a few who came to him wanted more. Muktananda was one such seeker. He wanted only one thing, to know his own self. Nityananda gave him his own self. Muktananda was his closest disciple, though there were others on the holy quest, those with a sincere desire to know. The village of Ganeshpuri is small, three blocks wide, four blocks long, yet it has four or five samadhi shrines of great masters, disciples of Nityananda. It is a town of saints, and they had disciples. I am such a one, a disciple of a disciple of Nityananda. I came with only one desire. Solo Dios Basta. And Baba gave me what I sought. Baba gave me me. Yes, the Guru is that great. Yet Baba made it very clear, yoga is not a Guru cult. He said, this yoga is not a Guru cult, but in every field one needs a guide. On the spiritual path, too, a guru is necessary. At certain times in one's life, healers, psychologists, psychics, and professors may all be necessary. In the same way, in spiritual life, one needs a guide. If you want what the guru has to give, then you see that the guru has it and offers it. That moves you in deep ways. You must honor and respect the guru. Love opens the door even more, but it's your door that needs opening. <laughs> the guru loves everyone. Remember, yoga says, Parasparo Deva Bhava. See God in each other. God shines through you. God shines as you. Seeing you, what else can I do but love? and honor and respect you. Whether you know your own divinity or not, I know. And when you know your own self, you will see that same divine essence in all. In this world is a heaven, peopled by divine beings. Even when they make mistakes, it's only because they don't know who they are. All that clears up when they make themselves available.
like the sunlight dissolves the fog, Guru's grace dissolves the not knowing. That's what's hidden in so many of Jesus' sayings and parables, the power to dissolve the not knowing. Yet Jesus spoke in veiled language. He gave the teachings in parables, not directly. The culture in that place and time required that he speak in a certain way. But the mystical undercurrents are there, totally visible to one who lives in the mystery. The biggest difference between Christianity and yoga, well, between any religion and yoga, is that yoga says you must have a living master. The teachings are kept alive by the ones who live in that state of knowingness, restated and explained anew for the next generation. Without the living master, it becomes a religion with dogma and doctrine with us and them, with a focus on helping the downtrodden, but only if they join the church. Agendas and yardsticks, always measuring and evaluating. That's what the mind does, unless it is overwhelmed by grace. For this, you need a living master, one who can be in your face when needed. <laughs> As times change, and the times have changed since the Vedas, since the Upanishads, since Jesus' time, since Abhinavagupta's time, the cosmic principles have to be re-explained and made accessible in new ways. One of the ways I've been doing this recently is in our publications upgrade. We've redesigned our emails, shorter, easier to fit into your available time. It's like a sutra a day by email. And on social media, we post snippets on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We've got a podcast, two actually, a third one coming soon, and YouTube videos and a whole library of photos on Pinterest. It's easy to find us. That's part of my seva, my service to my Baba, to make Guru's grace easy to access. You know, Abhinavagupta didn't give us any sutras for social media, nor did Jesus or Buddha. But if that's where people are located, then they need to be reached there. That's called hermeneutics, expressing the deepest principles of cosmology and mysticism in new ways. They must be given in their wholeness and purity which only a living master can properly do. Only one who knows can lead another to their own inner knowing. How do you recognize such a master? Baba gave a list of qualifications, as do many of the yogic texts. Baba summarized it this way. The guru must be one who is wise and compassionate, who observes good conduct, who has studied the scriptures and scriptural philosophies and who has understood the truth. He should have been the disciple of a spiritual leader who incorporated scriptural injunctions into his own life. In other words, you don't get there on your own. You know, you don't really get 
anywhere on your own. You've had so many teachers in your life. Even a stranger in line at the convenience store might say something that you learn from. So why not from an enlightened being? That's why I went to live and study with my Baba. And that's why my life is dedicated to him, all that he was and all that he is and all that he makes available for me to give to you. Where would this world be without great beings? So today we celebrate Jesus, his life, death, resurrection, and teachings. We know that people may not implement them as he intended, but that does not diminish who Jesus was or is. Happy Easter. And great blessings for you on this holy day. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhavan Namo Namah.